Thank you very much for this warm welcome, and uh, I don't know if it will hurt anybody if they could uh, let me see the congregation while I preach, if that's a possibility. I don't know. Is that possible? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's, you're, getting, you're getting clearer. A little better, maybe. It's, uh, it's been a privilege to uh, know your pastor and his wife. It really has. And uh, you know why it's a privilege. They're wonderful people, and we bless them in the name of the Lord. And we could spend the rest of the time just talking about people in this audience that we have known and loved through the years, and it is delightful. Of course, it's always wonderful to have my wife with me, and um, she does have some people always asking, do you have any CDs? So if we don't bring them, oh, we'd like to, we'd like, uh, we wish you had CDs. Ramona's playing, so. But uh, when we bring them and mention them, people say, well, all you talk, talk about are CDs. <laughs> so we brought them in, and, and we won't say much about them. But she's got, uh, she's got nine different CDs and all the different kinds of music. And, and uh, you take Ramona home with you, it's cheaper than the way I take her. <laughs> and um, we came last night, but before last night, uh, we got acquainted with one of your people over the phone, and I want to recommend Priscilla as the next President of the United States. I mean, she would not let anybody touch the United States. She would run it, and everybody on that cabinet would be scared to death. <laughs> no. This morning, I, um, I come to you with a very, uh, a very strange feeling and sense. You perhaps have heard this before, but it is so true this morning. I had already made up my mind what I was to preach. But I discovered it was my mind, not the Lord's. And uh, so I, uh, I have learned enough to know that what he wants is a whole lot better than what I would like to do. So I do need to ask you to pray with me. Father, I come. In your name, praying for a miracle of divine communication to this wonderful group of people. And I pray somehow that the greatest truth in the universe will be made clear so that men and women will go to heaven. 
In Jesus' name, amen. A few days ago, I heard one of the candidates uh, for the presidency say, I want to take the 70,000-page tax documents, all of the laws concerning taxes, the tax code has grown to 76,000 pages. And I want to cut it down to three pages. And I said, good luck. <laughs> and then the strangest thing happened. The Lord seemed to drop into my heart. I would like to have you, I would like to have you know that theologians and all kinds of, quote, experts and religious powers have made the gospel so complicated that all of the books in the world can't handle all their ideas, and it has confused a lot of people instead of helping them. And he dropped in my heart and said, I'd like to have you put the gospel into three words. And I had the same response that I had to this lady candidate. And then it came to me so forcibly. God loves you. And so I want to, um, I want to tell you that that's about all I want to say. God loves you. The rest of it's commentary. And I have some further bad news for you. I've got to take you back several thousands of years to begin telling you why. In the beginning, God. If you don't believe those four words, the entire scripture is out of context. If you don't believe those four words, there is nothing to build your faith and hope upon. If you don't believe those four words, we are all lost and there is no hope. In the beginning, God, and I don't know if you know it or not, but God's a genius. And he created the heavens and the earth. As we know it, I suspect he did more back further when there, there was no time, before time. He created cherubims and seraphims, incredible heavens and glories that are beyond imagination. And in that world, there was a, there was a vice president called Lucifer. And Lucifer had every power that you can imagine. But he also had your power and my power that is extremely necessary in order to have a meaningful relationship, and that is free will. Because you see, if 
you do not have the freedom to choose and the freedom to love, then love is meaningless. And so Lucifer, the son of the morning, used his free will for the original sin. The original sin was pride. And he lifted up his heart, influenced a third of heaven, say, I am my own God, thank you very much. I will choose what is right and wrong. I will not just become as God, I will ultimately become God. And he took a third of the universe, heavens, the beings in heaven with him, crashed them down upon earth. And you will notice that it didn't change God one iota. He stayed exactly the great I am, the same. Didn't change one of his words, one of his promises, one of his truths. In the beginning, God did it all. Satan decided to try to change it all, but God did not change one bit, and Lucifer was the dynamic loser of all eternity, and he took others with him. But isn't it an incredible thing that God wanted to have a meaningful relationship with significant beings? People, yes, that are like him, so that he could have a relationship with them, but he could not have them on wrong terms, on the terms of unrighteousness and unholiness. He had to create human beings that had the ability to love him and to be holy and righteous before God so that they could have a significant relationship. God craves our love. Wow. And so he got together with the councils of heaven and uh, we think this committee of three came down here on this planet and God said, let's, let's make man in, in our image, our eternal image, our righteous image, our holy image so that we can have a meaningful relationship and fellowship with them. It's incredible that God needs us. That blows my mind. God needs us. And so he said, uh, let's make man in our image, spiritually, eternally, and all of this kind of thing, but we're going to have to put him in a physical containment, you know, put him in a thing. And uh, so he said, they, they, they made suggestions, I'm sure, let's, let's, let's find finest gold, let's find, oh, he's no, that's too easy. Let's make them, <laughs> let's, 
Let, let's show how, how insignificant the, uh, the, the box is. Let, let's, let's, let's make it something. That, <laughs> the container, the container is, is almost worthless in itself. Let, let's do that so that people will respect what's inside rather than the box. Oh, yeah. Hello? Let's make them out of dirt. <laughs> Let's knock the pride clear out of them. They're a bunch of pile of dirt. <laughs> Looked at and formed it. Best looking, best looking statue you ever saw out of dirt. I'm sure it was dirt and spit. He looked at that and said, ooh. And they all applauded, neat. <laughs> and then God took a big breath. <sighs> the camera turned on. The Bosendorfer, the bosons, and all of that, whatever it is, all turned on. The pump turned on. The nerve center, the communication, the wires, the, all the high tech and everything came to life. And God said, it's good. And then for a little bit, Man lived alone, and then God said, man needs what I need, a significant relationship. And so he created Eve, and I'm sure it was beautiful. He gave them dominion over all that world. It was a beautiful world, and it was a beautiful couple, and it was magnificent. And then came Lucifer, form of some beautiful thing, very winsome. And she was in the garden, and he came over to her and said, Hath God said that you can eat of every tree? Ooh, he's smart. He said, no, um, no, no. Um, we can eat of every tree except that crab tree. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I am so sorry that slipped out. <laughs> except that tree in the middle of the garden. And the devil said, oh, and he told you he, you would die if you ate of that? <laughs> uh, you, 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 you won't die. 
you, you really learn what life's all about. You, you will become your, your own God. Your truth will be your truth. And you will have everything, and God doesn't want you to have that because he knows on the day you eat thereof, you will be as God. So he held out that beautiful piece of fruit and she ate and she was excited. And she ran over to Adam who came out from somewhere and said, Adam, look at here. Said we've been fooled all of the time, all these legalistic things that, that God has said. Uh, we're not going to die. You, you, you know, hearing about all this truth that he talks about and everything else, there's more. There's, there's a deeper life. There's a deeper knowledge. There's a higher. Oh, there's a whole lot more than just this simple stuff. Love God and keep his commandments. That's a whole lot more. <laughs> you, you do that and you won't. And look at me. I, hey, don't I look better than ever? He took and he ate. And they seemed to be more alive than ever because she had seen that it was good to the eye and that it would bring wisdom and it was, it was incredible. You will not die. You will live like you've never lived before. You'll be on a new high. We're not dead. Oh. Oh, she didn't know. And then it was time for church. And she said, I don't have a thing to wear. <laughs> and she, um, she ran over and she found this little outlet, Neiman Marcus outlet. And it was made out of the latest fashion, out of fig leaves. You've seen it at the Academy Awards, haven't you? <laughs> Adam, you get you get your get your leaf tucks and let's get ready for church. Then it was time for church and. For some reason, they were too embarrassed to step out into the all-seeing eye of God. Finally, uh, where are you? Oh, uh, uh, we were late for church because, you know... We were kind of afraid that this, this wouldn't satisfy you. 
we wouldn't look good enough. Who told you you were naked in my presence? Who told you? And then the second sin, pride and then excuses. She did it, he did it, the oh, it's not my fault, not my fault, not my fault. It's everybody's fault but me. I'm a victim. And God said, because you have done this thing, there are serious, serious consequences. To Satan, you are nothing to crawling vermin. And your head is going to be crushed. You're nothing. To Eve, he said, your years being pain and childbirth. And to Adam, will be nothing like Eden again. You will sweat. You will work hard. You will. And now, I'm closing, Eden. You go. Hmm. But the reason I stand here this morning is because before he sent them out into the lost and dying world with all the pain and suffering and sin, he slew an innocent animal, shed its blood, and clothed them, clothed them with a sacrifice of blood the skin of an innocent sacrifice. And in it all he was saying to us and to every one of us who have sinned and come short of the glory of God, you have found a way to break our relationship and I am absolutely enraged by the sin and the curses upon you, but I still love you. I still love you, and I have provided a way, hallelujah, glory to God, whereby we can have a meaningful relationship. Praise be to God, not only for time, but for all of eternity. That's the good news today, hallelujah. In this place called Bethesda, there is a God who loves sinners. He loves you in spite of what you've done. And I am here to tell you that God loves you. And this love is special. See, there is a, there is a love that the world calls significant and special. There is the eros love that is the love of Self that I am the most significant. Oh, oh. 
When they say, I love you, they are saying, actually, I love me, I need you. (laughs) And as long as you meet my needs, as long as we can have a relationship, as long as it's erotic, pleases the flesh. But the minute you break that, I'm, I'm gone. And I was fascinated by this man that met a woman online. And be careful about that too, uh, because you don't know what's their line. They don't, you, uh, whatever. <laughs> and so, and so they met for the first time. They met at a restaurant, and he wanted to impress her, so he took her to a fancy restaurant, and he went on. He talked on and on and on and on about himself. And then all of a sudden, after 20 minutes, he oh, I've been talking about me all the Let's talk about you for a while. What do you think of me? <laughs> Eros. And it has come into the church it's all about me as long as they keep that music up as long as Pastor Dan doesn't ruffle my feathers as long as people are nice to me as long as it's convenient (laughs) I You know, I love me. I need the church as long as it serves me. And we have raised a lot of people in the church who are spoon-fed from the pulpit and burped at the door. And I can remember Paul Farron, our music director, coming all excited we have found this guy and he's a great soul a great voice then he comes back a week later and says he only wants to solo he doesn't want to be part of the music program so I can't use him and I want you to know that there's a lot of Eros flesh carnality in the church and I've had to deal with it I had one lady in the church and she spoke in tongues all the time but sometimes in the wrong times and I finally had to go as a young pastor and tell her to be quiet while I was preaching and she said When Israel sinned, God sent a Pharaoh. And you're Pharaoh. And that kind of rebellion, that era of spirit is all among us, ladies and gentlemen. God has placed this church in this place for this time to the glory of God. And he will build his church. We will not build his. 
You will not build his and he will not build his. We're building, he's building his church and his church has an order in it and we are to thank God and to love God for all of the order within the church of Jesus Christ and humbly come to worship him and to be part of his church and to bless his church and not be so self-absorbed that it has to be our way or we're out the door. God has given to you an incredible church. There's not many like it. So don't let the devil have you look at the thorns and the thistles. You look at the fruit of this church and praise God and get in here and love this church. Oh. There is filio, brotherly love. Oh, that's the best that's the best that earth can produce and that sinners can produce. And it's, I feel much safer around filial. I've been to Philadelphia and it's not there, I promise. <laughs> but filial love is, takes it as far as the human relationship can go. And that's do their best to love one another and forgive one another on the human level. And I'm very safe with that. Uh, 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 Eros love is the unsafest place for an unborn to be. Filial love, the womb of filio, is about the safest. And filial love is nourishing and life-giving, and it, is, it, it really is truly wonderful. I've uh, experienced, I've experienced Eros love in a restaurant, and I've, and I've experienced filial love in a restaurant. One day I went to this restaurant and ran into one of these, hmm, she certainly didn't have filial love. She came over and looked like, looked like, what are you doing here? Sitting in this booth wanting a menu. <laughs> here you are, what do you want? Well, okay. Good. Bring it, hurry up, get it. And uh, here's your check, you jerk. <laughs> now I want a good tip. I had filial the other day, and she came over and she whispered in my ear and said, "Don't, don't get the potato soup. It's like glue today." <laughs> And then she said, real low voice, don't tell my boss, he'll kill me, but I like to please my customers. Hello. <laughs> Filial love. But then, there's, but then there's agape love. It goes beyond. It goes beyond. It's a supernatural love. 
It's a supernatural love that wants you. Even if you're the meanest person in the world, this agape love wants to forgive you. That agape love wants you as a friend of God. God the creator, look all around you. There is a God. I mean, can you look at this universe? Can you look at yourself? Can you look around and say there is no designer, there is no God? Only a fool would say in his heart, there is no God in Yosemite National Park. Only a fool. And that great God of all of heaven finds you significant. The lowest in the line of the eros and the filio that will throw you away, turn up their nose and walk away. You are awful. You are terrible. And yet there is a divine creator, eternal, holy, righteous God that says, I want you. I love you, who me? I love you, and here is what I want to tell you. I want you to sit there and realize that when you think nobody loves me, I am so sinful, I am so wrong, nobody wants me. I want you to recognize and hear the voice of God saying, that is devil talk, that is from hell. There is a God who gave his only begotten son, died on Calvary to clothe you in the blood of the Lamb and to give you a new life so you can be with him forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I want you to know you're significant because you're loved by the most significant being in all the universe. You are special. And you sitting there in the devil has had your ear long enough and in the name of Jesus, in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I come against the enemy of your soul that has told you that you're not worth anything, that nobody loves you. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That is devil talk. There is a God right here, right now, that wants to take you in and make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. All things pass away. And behold, all all things have become new. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Pardon me for getting a little excited. It's the greatest news in the world. And I want every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. And I want to ask you this question. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are born again of the Spirit of God and that, but I ask you this question, do you know that you're a sinner? Do you know it? Do you know you have sinned and come short of the glory of God? Do you know that God still loves you know that God wants to have a significant relationship now and forever. Do you know that? 
And I want everybody in this place that believes that word, everybody in this place that believes that, that you have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's so many here that have heard that and they have accepted Christ and believed him. I want to ask in the last week, you have had this thought, I'm not loved, I'm worthless. I've done so wrong, nobody wants me. If people knew who I really was and I was naked, I would be absolutely worthless. And I want everybody in this room that wants to believe in this moment that Jesus Christ has walked into this room and said, I have good news. I have died for you. I have shed my blood for you because God wants a relationship with you. You are so significant. I died for you. Now, don't waste it and don't let the devil defeat you. I want everybody here who needs to confess that they're a sinner and that they are no longer worthless, but Jesus loves them and you want Christ to come Lord of your life. I want to see you raise your hand right now. Lift it up right now without shame. Lift it up. Lift it up. That's right. And I want this great congregation to stand. Will you do it right now? And I know I've gone over my time a little bit, but I'm going to take it because we only have one day here. Aren't you glad I'm not your pastor? Ah. Uh, and as we sing, would everybody in this place that needs to confess their sins, needs to confess that the devil has sold them a line, that, that they're insignificant, that they're worthless, but don't you dare let pride, the original sin, keep you from this altar. We need him, don't we? And I want everybody who raise their hands and others that need to humble themselves and come and say, I want you to pray with me and for me. We're going to take just five or six minutes, but I want you to come. I felt that in my spirit that we are not to run in shame and hide and be secretive, but we're to be thrilled that there is a love that is so wonderful that I am proud to accept his love and to accept his forgiveness, and I really want a holy, righteous relationship with him. Everybody in this room that wants that, you feel that, come on right now as we begin to sing. Would you do that? I want to pray for you very quickly. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. All of us here have made public confession, but you need to come right now as we sing because there's good news for you here at this altar. Come on as we sing.